that golden go button. Yep, we're connected. I'll be darned. All right, well, I'm not even going to. I will go ahead and play the stupid music. the butcher you know a little behind in our work this morning and uh let's see if we can get this cranked down we'll have an abbreviated show today because we missed a i don't know what the first 10 minutes or so here this morning uh 11 minutes okay something like that pretty close and uh so we'll get started just a little bit late it's the uh, show on the fourth i believe get reset up fourth of october into this devil's month here it's already starting to be a devil, and my seems like to me. <laughs> Roger Sales with you in the Radio Ranch, and uh, we're streaming over there on Paul's uh, Global Voice Network. Is that what it is, Paul? Now, now I can't get Paul. Okay, we're, yes. Okay, we're, Global Voice Radio. Yeah. Okay, globalvoiceradio.net. Globalvoiceradio.net. We're streaming on here this morning. It's the Tuesday edition. We almost didn't get on, and. It was uh, some little technical problem. Somebody that precedes us didn't cut the music off, so my connection uh, software wouldn't connect uh, because there was something playing. So uh, that evidently has gotten out of the way. We'll have to uh, go back and talk to Paul and make sure that ceases to happen. Um, we were talking right before we got on with a new listener out of Louisiana, Barrett, who's uh Baron. driving Baron, excuse me that's right i keep getting barrett in north carolina mixed up with Baron. uh y'all there's so many of you it's getting confusing now uh so Baron's over there in louisiana and he's working uh driving a dump truck and building a road uh and he had a little bit of funky connectability there fidelity as we were talking before we tried to get on the first time and uh he was uh hadn't talked to us before because of his situation but uh i wanted to find out a couple of things and he was asking a question about a legal term that you hear uh and you've heard the last couple of years called standing so uh baron are you still there buddy can you still read us well you know it just continue on okay well i wanted to ask him particularly because he's working for a movie company and uh, uh I, he said the movies are uh being uh, moving in hollywood is moving into louisiana and has been for some time he alluded to and uh that parallels what's gone on in georgia uh, where, of course, I lived for 30 years in Georgia and uh, have a special place in my heart for Georgia. And it's a nice southern conservative state with a wonderful history. And all of a sudden, the Stacey Abrams phenomena and all the rest of that crap, and it shows you the what happened in the last election there and in the Atlanta-Fulton County area and uh, some of the corruption that's so endemic now with Raffensperger, however you pronounce his name, this crooked Secretary of State. And uh, I've still, of course, got some friends up there. Uh, and one of them is a very interesting guy uh, named Dave. And Dave Rich is his name. And we met, gosh, 25 years ago. And he was starting a network marketing company. Uh, and he was an energy expert. 
Um, in fact, he was the only employee for Chase Manhattan Bank in the entire state of Georgia. Okay, and because he was an energy specialist, and that's where they wanted to headquarter him, and uh, because uh, for one thing, um, it, that that's a you know Atlanta was built off. Most towns are built around ports, and Atlanta is one of the few towns that was built around the crossing of railroads. And that's what underground Atlanta, if you've ever heard all that's about, is the railroad ties and station down there, downtown Atlanta, where the city was kind of founded. Um, but uh, Dave's a mover and a shaker and a really good guy. He's half Jewish. And his father was Jew, and he's from Philadelphia, but he's a great guy, and we've always had a wonderful relationship. And uh, he's doing all this different stuff. Well, I, I was talking to him back, I guess, before the election, and and how in the world did did Georgia turn so blue? You know, because it's just, I think it's really in the heart of Atlanta. The rest of the state's probably pretty red and conservative and redneck, if you want to call it that. Good old boys and girls. And um, he said they use tax credits. They passed a piece of legislation where where companies could, I guess, move into the into the state and for doing that and bringing in the economic activity and whatever else they brought they gave them tax credits and then they sell the tax credits so the tax credits are nothing but a medium and he said that was the way they got into the state and i asked baron a minute ago uh when we were talking right before we did get on and i said did they pass a tax credit law in louisiana and he said yes so they're using evidently the same playbook and i wanted to ask baron more about that um he was asking he said he got involved in the uh uh, post-election fiasco doing a lot of research with some other patriot guys in louisiana and around the country i gathered um and he was asking about standing. He said every time you get to a judge, they say standing. Um, I didn't know this until Brent said it one day, but standing, we're the only country in the world that has this uh, judicial concept of standing. And that means do you have the ability to bring the case into the courtroom? And uh, it's uh, you'll, you'll hear them occasionally say lack of standing. You heard it a bunch here around the election time because that was one of their fallback excuses for not hearing a case. But the most egregious one to me was when Texas and how many how many states joined in that uh, uh, contesting the election thereafter and tried to take excuse me tried to take that case to the Supreme Court. Uh, and it was Texas and a couple other states. I don't remember the other states. I do remember Texas. Uh, I know Ohio was in on it. Who was, Lisa? Ohio. Ohio was in on it. There's a number of states in on it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it was like 15, maybe. It's a pretty good bit. And and they took it to the Supreme Court. And, of course, Roberts up there, the crooked uh, chief justice, said lack of standing. Well, you know, the only place that a state can take they can't take it to their court system in their own state somebody can sue the state in their court system but the state of texas can't sue the state of texas or anybody else in their own court system you know that the only place they've got to go is uh, one step up and the only step up because they've got their own court system and the federal district and appellate levels cover them the only place they can go is the supreme court and so what they came back on that case with this election pivotal and said you don't have standing so the states don't have standing to bring a case to court at the next level i mean it's ridiculous okay 
so uh, uh, standing is just this legal um, legal concept. I guess it's indigenous to the U.S. I'll ask Brent about that on Friday. Uh, and it just means you don't have the ability to bring the case in here. Okay. Um, so then it, it comes into what we do here with nationals and stuff. What about standing in federal courts? As a national, can you bring a suit into federal court? And you should be able to bring one. I don't think there's any bar in standing for nationals. But if the federal government comes after you, you'll notice in the their jurisdictional statement, I remember John teaching us this. I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody else allude to it. Okay, But if you go look at any case that the federal government brings against an individual or a company or something, in the very first paragraph is their jurisdictional statement, and it's that pesky little word resident. Uh, So-and-so, you know, uh, Baron from Louisiana, a resident of, boom. And there it is. It's right in the first paragraph. Uh, And uh, the subtleties of this stuff are incredible. You know, the way they've pulled this off and the work they've done over such a length of time to get us acclimated and conditioned to those words. So, anyway, that's a little bit about standing. Yeah, Mike, how you doing? Isn't Chevron difference in qualified immunity the same thing as... Pardon me now? Excuse me, I was coughing. When the first part of your question, what was it? Chevron difference in qualified immunity. Chevron difference? Yeah, never heard that term, that no. legal term? No, <laughs> I know what a chevron is, is that little thing you wear on your sleeve if you're in the military. If I'm understanding the proper legal term, it's basically that, that, that an agency has authority to do something, even though Congress didn't give them the authority because they've been doing it so long. Oh, so you're talking about custom and usage. Okay, and that's what they'll fall back on if you got something like if you wanted to go in and sue them over the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, any of the inconsistency, they'd come back with custom and usage, which means that it's been done so long. There's so many court cases; it's part and woven into the society that it's custom and usage, and uh, it doesn't do much for the legitimacy of it. But it's just an excuse, and there's a, I guess, a valid reason for that. Um, and I don't think that's having to do with standing so much. Okay. That's just the fact that this is the way it's been since time out of mind. And this is the way we're going to continue to rule on it. But, um, the, Roger? yes, sir. Is that Jeff? Yes, sir. So does that mean if one of those U S citizen residents damages a U.S. national, the national has no recourse no i i don't think that's right you would have the recourse if uh, if you were damaged for one thing one of the places you could look is at your state court level okay mm-hmm. don't believe don't forget the states still have access to the common law it's in all the constitutions it's in georgia it says uh, you know you can fall through to this but the problem that we experience especially uh, i say we the problem tom Schramm experienced trying to access that and it's a theory but i think it's correct you know yesterday we were talking about the two different types of states 
state of Colorado and Colorado State. Well, Colorado State is the original state, and they've laid the state of Colorado and veneered over it, okay? But they can't get rid of it. So that state law is still there, and it always goes back to the what I remember Gary Bryant, one of my law teachers, taught me. All property law is state law, okay, with the exception of the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is the only exception to that because they've taken and made you, as a state citizen where you reside, a piece of their property. So that's not totally correct, but it's almost totally correct. The other thing that you mentioned was uh, their jurisdiction being right there at the top. Well, when I see these different cases that people bring up, apparently, I guess these are all state courts. I look for that jurisdictional thing where it says the defendant, blah, 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 a resident, and I don't find that. Is that because the states or the federal government presume everybody's a U.S. citizen no matter what? So well, I'm in? pretty sure the presumption is a blanket one, you know, at this point. Uh, I don't know. I've never seen that in state court cases. I don't go, you know, I've been gone a long time. Man. I don't see that kind of stuff. Um and uh, but it may be Jeff, but you're still uh, considered that federal citizen. I, I just don't know some of these real technical questions. I don't know. I know the generalities in the sense, but uh, when you get down into the operable part of it, where the rubber meets the road, I'm just not sure. Okay. Yep. So uh, anyway, but that's a little bit about standing, and I hope that got Barons. It's an it's an interesting legal concept. It's funny because I heard. Uh, I was listening yesterday to a bit of uh, uh, yesterday's show uh, with Alex, and he had Barnes on uh, for an hour, and then I think he was going to follow uh, an hour with on, which I didn't get to listen to. I like listening to Barnes. Barnes is a sharp attorney. He's a sharp individual. Boy, does he have command of this stuff. It amazes me how he knows what's going on on all these decisions all over the country at the state-level court system. You know. I don't know. I don't. I don't get the impression he is, but uh, I, he's a sharp cookie, man. I mean, really. And they're scared as hell of him. I'm, I don't know if I mentioned or not. Y'all might not know. We've discussed the case on here before. This Amos Miller case in in Pennsylvania, the Amish guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Barnes has taken that case. Cool. So he's uh, he's running the Amos Miller uh, defense now. Yeah, that's worth keeping an eye on. Uh, I guarantee. Back with oh, Baron is okay. We'll get to him in a second. I know Barnes. Uh, I, he was talking about that, alluding to it. I heard him mention it the other day that he was affiliated with Amos Miller now, which I'm thrilled about. And Barnes sees the importance of that case because they're they're trying to bust all these farmers that don't send their stuff through regulatory requirements and sell direct to the public. And Amos Miller is probably the biggest one. It looks it looks like and and uh, Barnes did come out and say uh, he said this is a private membership association. You know, he's shipping across state lines, which is where the FDA supposedly gets their jurisdiction. See, he's seeing what we know that Barnes doesn't know is they're getting their jurisdiction because he's presumed to be a citizen of the United States and a state citizen resident. Okay. And yes, he is shipping stuff across state lines to customers that have chosen to join his private membership association, pay whatever fees involved. And so are, are they just trying to put a stop to farmers selling direct to the people or are they trying to 
Pierce PMAs because they're becoming so prevalent or both. Okay. And anyway, Barnes was saying there's not there's this is an administrative deal. They haven't sued him. They haven't taken Amos Miller to court. They haven't done any of that. They're just coming after him with both feet of talons open here, uh, strictly on an administrative, it appears to me, administrative action, because there is no court uh, session. So uh, I guess really Barnes at this point is confronting their regulatory scheme. And in a sense, what we talk about around here occasionally, exhausting the administrative remedies. Don't forget the administrative state is a court of record. And so you've got to go exhaust your administrative remedies before you bring it to a court uh, setting. And so uh, that would appear what this is doing. But it's very interesting, and I guarantee you the folks at the FDA are not pleased that Barnes is hooked onto that case. Okay. But uh, I, I encourage y'all to uh, to uh, tune in to Barnes. You've got a vivabarneslaw.locals.com. Evidently, it's a jam-packed website. I've never gone over there. But uh, they have a show on Sunday night that I particularly like. they got a couple during the week. I think one on Wednesday called a sidebar. And they interview different people. But uh, the main show of the week is Sunday night. It runs over on Rumble for the whole time. They've started... Um, cutting off 30 minutes like they'll like Paul's doing with Global Voice uh, Radio here. They'll go over and pipe the stream on YouTube and a couple other places, bit shoot, but they'll only play the first 30 minutes. And then they promote that we're going to switch over to Rumble and they'll play the whole show on Rumble. That's their home base. In fact, Barnes just wrote, rewrote all the terms and conditions for Rumble and because uh, I've heard them talking about it. And hoping that it will influence some of the terms and conditions on some of these other platforms. So uh, they're over there. I usually watch it uh, taped as opposed to live, but you can do either. Uh, and it's called Viva Fry, which uh, is the Canadian. His cohort is a, uh, a Jewish guy um, in Canada, an attorney, a really good guy. Uh, and um, Viva Fry in French means long live freedom. So uh, that's a, if you if you get into this legal stuff, and I encourage all of you to to some extent, it'll really help your life out. It's amazing what uh, knowledge and uh, even a skeletal knowledge of the law will do for you in your personal life. Okay, you'll you'll be shocked at how many times you can draw on it in situations. Yeah, Mike. No, the other concept I was talking about was qualified immunity. Well, these court cases where the cop did wrong. But he didn't know it was wrong, so they let him go. Well, I, in fact, Bar- Barnes was talking about that on what I listened to yesterday on some of these decisions where it's getting almost impossible to go in and sue federal agents for misdeeds. Okay, and that is that's cla- that's a class of a class of uh, uh, of lawsuits called a I believe a Bivens action. Okay, and it came from a case that went to the Supreme Court uh, called Bivens. And if I remember right, it seems like Bivens was handwritten. It was a handwritten case that went to the Supreme Court, and they're chipping away at that doctrine as much as they can. There was a big suit we talked about recently, a couple of months ago, up in Washington State, where a guy has a uh, some sort of a hotel or something. It's right on the border of Canada and 
and the U.S. And something happened where he was accosted or something working with a federal agent that came back and accosted him. I don't remember the the particulars of the case, but it was I remember them commenting that they ruled against the guy and it chipped away at Bivens. And Bivens has been a uh, I mean in paralegal school and stuff. You'll hear it thrown around a lot of Bivens action. Um, but yep, they're chipping away. I mean, look what Moshe Garfunkel's doing up there. My God, the travesty in our court system is just unbelievable. He, he said, he mentioned yesterday that the attorney that's handling, and I guess the Jones case re, re, uh, re, uh, starts today in Connecticut. He's supposed to testify, I guess. Um, and uh, he was talking about that the attorney, the guy that's handling, I can't remember his name, the Connecticut action up there, has been getting calls from retired and current federal judges and judges from all over the country talking about the travesty of that court case and the fact that there's never been another case in the whole history of our country like it, what they're doing to Alex Jones, and they're trying to set a precedent and come after everybody. Okay, It seems to be backfiring in their face from what I'm able to uh, ascertain at this point. So, uh, But they've weaponized the legal system. My God, you can see it everywhere. Look at the January 6th guys. I mean, 34 people. Did you hear what they did the other day? They got together and hand-wrote, and they they said it took them a long time to do it because the guards won't let them uh, openly affiliate, and they had to pass that thing around the jail uh, complex there and get all 34 people to sign it. It's a handwritten, evidently very eloquent letter. And they're requesting to be transferred to Guantanamo Bay because the treatment in Guantanamo Bay is better than this uh, infested uh, crap hole they're in in Washington, D.C. So the extent of, uh, of, of warfare, if you will, weaponizing the legal system by uh, Moshe Garfunkel and his communist Marxist pals up there is a real travesty, folks. I mean, it's a travesty, okay? And, of course, the question comes up, you know, I've toyed with it for a couple of years. What if some of those people that had been at the mall that day had been familiar with this material and changed their status? Would they be in that D.C. jail today? And I would speculate no. Okay? Don't know. But, anyway, that's how important it is what we do around here. So, Barrett, I, uh, Baron, I hope you heard that explanation on standing and stuff anyway glad you joined us always good to have somebody from uh louisiana in there uh so as we get into the meat of what almost wasn't a show today um anybody we got we had some new folks yesterday that uh didn't get any questions and i think today we're scheduled to have john and kathy come on at the top of the hour so we got an abbreviated time here we're going to talk about itericare uh does anybody have any questions or comments you'd like to field uh have fielded right now yes all right hold on i'm gonna go to the first guy yeah i think that was joe i'll get you joe who was the first guy sketch and uh on amos's case uh barnes i think said that his wife was brought oh they've brought yeah they've enjoined his wife in the in the case by the way yeah and that 
Barnes stated that they should start the whole case over because she wouldn't get due process. Right, and she wasn't involved in in, in a lot of the knife. He went over it pretty quickly, but there was a from them adding her, she was uh, excluded from some of the case. And so, yeah, they're just trying anything to do this. They're, these people are desperate. Okay, I mean, can honestly, am I the only one that sees their moves of desperation here? They're losing every. They're losing everywhere they go. And that's and what else have they done? Sketch. They've run the uh, the Proud Boys in on a, on an insurrection charge. They sped up. The lawyers have requested a delay. They've got this insurrection thing, and they're going to railroad them through the public uh, publicity crap to try and do anything to influence whatever's going to go on in uh, November the eighth. I yield and have a good day. Okay, thank you, Sketch. Who was that? Was that Joe trying to say something? Yeah, I had a question. So I went to a gun shop yesterday looking at some firearms. And, uh, you know, of course, I got the, um, it's like some kind of form you fill out when you're buying a, when you're buying a firearm. And it says, uh, hold on, let me pull it out real quick. It's got both statuses on there, doesn't it? <laughs> It says, oops, okay, on there, uh, country of citizenship, right, Uh, check list more than one if applicable, nationals of the United States may check USA. There you go. So it says now. All you people that were worried about that, about U.S. and USA, there it is right there, nationals of the USA in their gun form, right, Joe? Yeah, it says it right there. Now go to question 21. 21. 21.1. 21.1, Mike says. I guess he's got this thing memorized. Are you the actual transferee buyer of the firearm? It's the two last questions they asked you. Okay. It said, hold on, I'm looking at, oh, it's on the other page. Oh, yeah, I see it. Okay. Uh, are you an alien illegally or unlawfully in the United States? <laughs> <laughs> are you an alien? Man, there's more. There's more. There's more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you an alien who has been admitted to the United States under a non-immigrant uh, visa? No, senor. <laughs> well, uh, if you are... Uh, this is interesting. So it says, if you are such an alien, do you fall within any exceptions stated in the instructions? U.S. citizens slash nationals leave 21.1.2 blank. Huh. Well, it's interesting to see them um, uh, using both statuses in one sentence. Mike, did yeah, you have a point out of that you wanted to make? Okay. Uh, not really. It's just they're, they're, they're hiding it right in front of your face. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, this, this goes back to this is something I learned when I was in Argentina. And I won't go over the whole background of the story, but I had a real pressure-packed couple of weeks. 
with uh, with a, a girl I was crazy about that was that we were splitting up and the uh, court case they finally got me on that accident after losing my information and losing me for a couple of years and both those things came down at the same time and so I was working with this guy who I'd used as a Spanish teacher for a little bit and because he lived in both countries and he and he spoke both languages and uh, his name was Diego I used to call him Gandalf because he was a, a a shaman in training you know and a very interesting guy uh highly intelligent and when our paths crossed what we what we discovered was that he'd been studying power from the spiritual side for 20 years and i'd been studying this stuff from the legal and the governmental side for those years and so uh, the first time I sat down with him to interview him as a Spanish teacher, I gave him a copy of my affidavit and tried to explain to him why my mind didn't work like normal people did. And so uh, then we didn't see each other for a while, and we got back together on this occasion when I hired him. And he made a comment to me that day. He said, well, you gave me that affidavit and explained it to it, explained it to me. It increased my understanding 50 years accelerated my understanding 50 years and so what he brought to me was exactly what you just said mike is power always puts the trick right in front of you he came up the other day on the show here about the pyramid on the dollar bill right something most of us handle the virtually almost every day of our lives and they're right on the back side is the whole deal in that pyramid and the all-seeing eye power always puts it right in front of you okay and that's why you can't see it that's exactly go back and correlate it now what we've learned in the legal part here and it just hit me one day they always put the hook at the front i can give you multitudes of examples the cfr all the code of federal regulations the jurisdictional statement front page go back to the nationality act of 1940 and the statutes at large we mentioned it just within the last couple of days definition a a national is total allegiance to a small less state it's the very first thing in the whole act okay uh and there you 14th amendment all persons born there's the hook right at the front of the 14th amendment they always put the hook at the front okay always put it right in front of you and so yeah that's uh that's something i've over the years since uh gandalf is what i called him gandalf told me that uh i've been very cognizant of it and he's right it's always right in front of you okay yeah i'm uh i'm educating my ffl uh he thought i was crazy he never heard the term before i said it's right in the 4473 he said no it's not i said let me show you where it's at and uh, i said let me get some paperwork for you i went to the car got you into the exit the matrix and all that court cases and give it to him i said now read this good for you mike i mean see that's our job when you guys get your arms around this is helping to educate others and unfortunately as we see all all of these people in state government and police and judges they don't know about this it's been they've had the wool pulled over their eyes too and i must be going crazy because now i'm dreaming that i'm telling cops on the national to leave me alone last three nights you've graduated mike so Roger, so this is this is funny. So I went into the store yesterday. And I'm talking to the uh, the owner of the shop of the gun shop, and uh, I guess a good friend of his came in, and I'm talking with them, and I'm telling them about this stuff. 
And they're like, oh, that's very interesting. Never heard of that. National, national, you know. Uh, they kept thinking nationalists, and I kept trying to correct them on that. And finally, I said, hey, can I get one of those uh, forms for the uh, transaction, the firearms transaction? So he gave it to me. And I said, here, look, it says it right on your form. And, I mean, the guys, both guys' jaws dropped when I showed it to them because they've been looking at these things for 30 years, 40 years, and never noticed it. Before. Right in front of you. And they're like, uh, oh, you're on to something, dude. That's what they said to me. You know? Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, you tell them we're not on to something. We got these bastards by the short hairs if we can spread this message. Well, they were, uh, they were, they kept asking me when I'm going to come back. <laughs> they're, very, they're very interested to find out more well, about it. So. Well, I'll tell you, you what put you more do, of your Joe. fine you quality weaponry on sale, and I'll be back lickety split. Well, you go back in and tell them, hey, look, if you'd like to have a seminar, I'm just getting into this stuff, but I've got my arms around it a bit, and I'll be happy to show you what's going on. If you want to get a couple of people together, I'll come talk to you. That's the way I'd handle that. All right. Yeah, well, I want to get them listening to you. You know, you know, the more people, the merrier. See, here's the, you know, have you ever heard of the three-click rule, Joe? No, never heard of that. Paul, you ever heard of the three-click rule? No, is it uh, first two clicks are cocking and the third click is the trigger? No, it's a CIA deal that they came up with years ago, and they said you can get to anybody in the world with three clicks of a mouse. You never know who somebody knows. You may you, you're talking to somebody. You might think that they're just old uh, old Sam from down on the corner, and maybe Sam's brother is somebody in the Department of Justice. You just never know. You know. Yeah, I'm in the process right now of removing uh, myself from all the databases. There's a website you can go to to uh, tell them remove the records. I've been doing that here lately. Okay. Well, Mike, you're getting real aggressive about it. I appreciate that. Now, question is, when I do this, uh, when I purchase this firearm, I, I don't really have to circle national when it says country of citizenship, do I? I don't know. No, you just ask USA. Just what, uh, Mike? Uh, Mike, just, you're, you're yeah, yeah, back off the mic I'm a sorry. little bit. You're overmodulating. It's my Bluetooth. It says just X USA. X? You, uh, what are you talking about? Putting an X over USA? That's what I'm gathering from what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, check in like you've checked the box. Yeah. Yes. There's a little box. It says USA for citizenship. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Just X that. All right. That's all. There you go. Yeah, and then the passport would take care of the uh, the status. Yeah, now hold on. No. They've got a new rule on uh, that has come across here that they won't sell you a weapon or ammunition unless you have a driver's license that's got an address on it. Your passport card doesn't. Is that Harvey? Yeah, they they fall back on state law too, where it says you got to have a uh, a residence card, or something driver's license ID, or something with an address. They want an address. I asked him there. if he would take like a fishing license or something. They he would say do that. that. Yeah, he said he would take that. That'd be fine. I heard somebody they saying they went into Walmart and over there on the gun side they wouldn't sell it to him because they didn't have a, a, a an ID with an address on it. So they went over the, the next little booth and got a fishing license and came back and used it to buy the firearm. 
So that I guess that works. So yeah, I'll probably do something like that, get a fishing license or something. Because in Jersey, to get a permit is it's just it's, it's a ridiculous. Nightmare. Yeah, it's like it's they, New York. Impossible. Yeah, they. Yeah, right to... now I'm in the battle with ATF. They won't give me the answers. I keep telling them that uh, I'm a national and uh, I don't have to follow uh, 20, 27 CFR or twenty six USC. And uh, what procedure do I do to get a suppressor? Since I don't have to pay the tax. And I don't have to do the background check, and they won't answer me. Are you co- corresponding them written through with a mic? Email, yes, and, and they, at the gun at the gun show too. And, and they won't answer you. It's about like the reason they won't ro- answer Ron Hoffman from the supervisor of election of the Secretary of State in Georgia when you go pin their feet to the fire on this resident term. Yeah, because twenty seven United States Code is the actual. Uh, National Firearms Act, twenty-seven, no, twenty-six USC is is the uh, twenty-six is IRS. No, twenty-six United States Code oh. is the National Firearms Act. Twenty-seven Code of Federal Relations is the is their uh, affiliated code that they move the regulation. All right, now hold it. You said there was a gun legislation in Title Twenty-six. Twenty-six United States Code. Well, that's still IRS. That's still IRS. No, 26 Code of Federal Election is IRS. No, 26 Code is IRS, 26 CFR relates to it. 27 is BTF, and 27 CFR relates no, to it. No, 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 listen, listen to me. 27 Code of Federal Relations is ATF curated codes. 26 United States Code is the National Firearms Act. Go look it up. There, there is no IRS code in the United States code. It's all in Code of Federal Relations. I, I'm not sure that's correct, Mike. Quite frankly, I have I'm uh, Cornell. Back Cornell up in front of me right now. All right, uh, Title Title 27 of Code of Federal Regulations is ATF. Is, correct. And then Title now, 26 of CF, uh, CFR is IRS. Is no. Internal Revenue. No, yeah. look up 26 it's United USC. States Code. He say USC. 26 USC is, to my knowledge, it's, IRS too. That's okay. IRS, Internal Revenue Code. Yep, there you go. Are you sure? You're looking at yep. the United States Code, not yep. Yep. Code of Federal yep. Relations? No, they're all tagged yeah, like that. Whatever the whatever the subject matter is when it's transferred over to the code is what's attached to the Code of Federal Regulations and the agencies underneath it. It's done by subject matter. Okay. In other words, Title 42 is the Civil Rights Code in the USC in the code. Title 42 as CFR is the Civil Rights Code as enforced by the agencies where they promulgate regulations. Okay, and sometimes the statute. Okay, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. Okay, I apologize. All right, that's okay. Okay, so uh, but 26 is is IRS both in the code and in the code of federal regulations. Okay, Roger. Hey, well, there's Samuel. Uh, don't all states issue state IDs if you don't want to use a driver's license? If you don't, I think. The requirement is you, if you don't have a driver's license, because if you've got a driver's license, that suffices for the state-issued ID. 
I believe that's the way their reasoning works here. But if you don't have a driver's license in the state, you can go get a state-issued ID. If you want to do that, take your affidavit in with them and give it to them in the process, and they'll scan your affidavit into the state database, and then you'll have the affidavit affiliated with your state-issued ID. That's especially good for children, by the way. Where do you, you have to watch? You have to watch it. Well, hold on, both of you can't talk at once. Hold on, Mike. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Samuel, what, what state department would handle that? Not what the go to the driver's license division of your state. It's usually GPS. It's wherever you get the driver's license. They'll have a, some clerks over there that deal with ID. DMV. Yeah. Well, uh, Department of Public Safety usually controls uh, the DMV. But what I'm saying is look at the Rural ID Act, the new stars. You have to jump through so many things just to get that ID now. Is that an ID or a driver's license? Uh, no, it's just an ID. It's called a stars ID. It's the uh, Rural ID Act. Okay, and that applies not only to the driver's license side, but to the ID side, too? Because this is yes, all new. Yeah. You know, for As me. of, uh, I think, 2024, if you want to get on a plane, a train, or anything like that, you have to have a, a real ID card. But that's connected to the driver's license. Or ID. Either or, or ID. Evidently, they're enforcing those requirements on both sides. Right. But a passport's already real ID compliant. A passport. Mike, you're, 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 you're over-modulating a bit. A passport is... I'm I, sorry. Uh, your, that's okay. Your ID is passport... Your pa- passport is ID compliant. Is that what you said? Yes, your passport is already I- uh, ID act compliant. Oh, there's another reason to get a passport card and uh, 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 give them your affidavit. Well, what about a sheriff's ID? I don't even I know. No, I don't know what that. I don't know county what... sheriff. And you can get a sheriff's ID. If, I have never. If you go and read the real ID act, you'll look at the requirements that the state has to follow. For an identification, driver's license identification, it's pretty stringent. I've heard that you got to carry a stack full of stuff in there to get to get a driver's license. I didn't know it applied to the IDs too. And not all states are enforcing that yet. You don't have to. You you just won't be able to fly or go in federal buildings. So I want a written guarantee. Okay. Uh, and you might have to check because some of these states are not recognizing the compliancy aspect of this. You may want to check on your state. They may not have those uh, stringent requirements for that. Okay. That get you, Samuel? I'm just saying in yeah, Alabama, uh, they said by 2024, uh, you, you have no choice but to get a real ID. Okay. California had a grace period. I think it was two or three years. Uh, they where you had an option before you would have to go to the real ID. That's why I prefer to have my passport for ID prior to my next birthday because that's when they renew my uh, um, driver's license. Okay. Well, Samuel, have you have you acquired your passport card yet? No, I'm. Uh, I wanted to do things in a certain order, and the elodial title was something that I wanted to make sure I had uh, almost ready to go before I did. I see. Okay. 
All right. So anybody else with comments or questions? I've got new, Roger. Hold on. There's somebody new. Yes. Uh, I'm not new. This is William from uh, Georgia. Hey, William. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's an honor, Roger, and uh, great show so far. I had a question on the uh, the small S state. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, we give our allegiance to a small S state. How how is that defined? Is that defined by our birth certificate? And if so, uh, no. you know, wouldn't that wouldn't that link us to our birth state? How well it, it would. You'd be a state citizen where you were born, but that doesn't mean you can't be a in another state by any means but the if you wanted to see the differential in a small s state william go to that certificate of non-citizen nationality on the state department website that we talk around about around here quite often and down underneath the body of that letter it pulls that one sentence out of the immigration naturalization act but it comes from that original legislation in 1940 the nationality act in 1940 and right there at the top definition a a national owes total allegiance to a small s state now on the certificate of non-citizen nationality if you'll look down a couple of paragraphs they're going to tell you what a federal state is and a federal state, D.C., and the territories are capital S. So the small s has to be the original state. Okay? Right, but um, I'm trying to get away from the, the residence, you know, uh, definition. All right, well, all you, have to te- I, all, right, all you have to tell them is you're not yeah. one. Well, if I live in Georgia and I was born in Ohio, then my, I, I should owe total allegiance to where I was born, in my mind. Technically, right? I think technically that's correct, but that doesn't mean that when you're in Georgia, even though you're a state citizen of Ohio, you're still in Georgia as a state citizen also, and your uh, allegiance right. is to probably Ohio. Uh, but you're getting right. into a real, right. real technical thing that, in my mind, doesn't make any difference. Uh, All right. This is still on the state level, so that's the main point. That's yeah. correct. And, you know, I that's guess correct. you've heard us so, talking about Ron. Uh, are, you're over there in right, between right. Macon and, and Augusta, aren't you? William? I'm up there in uh, Logan. In where? Yeah. You, you clip. Uh, you're in where? Uh, I'm up in Loganville. Oh, you're in Loganville outside of Atlanta. Okay. Um yeah, Con- you, Con- Conyers is the county uh, Okay, I know. Right, okay. Yep, out towards Augusta. So, uh, well, you might have heard us talking about Ron Hoffman down in Spalding County. Okay? And that's what he's battling with. Uh, he's not battling too much. He's already won. Uh, with uh, Raffensperger and the S- Secretary of State up there on, here's my affidavit. I'm not a resident anymore. You write me back and say I can vote as long as I'm a resident of Spalding County. Well, I'm an inhabitant of Spalding County, but I'm not a resident because that term carries this highly technical legal meaning, and it goes back to the 14th Amendment, and here's my affidavit saying I'm not one of those anymore. How do I register to vote? Uh, to my knowledge, he hadn't heard back from them yet. 
first time he wrote them, they answered back in 30 minutes. Just like with uh, with uh, uh, Mike and the ATF, when you come to them with this specific stuff, they stand mute. So if you right. go, William, right. if you go into the official code of Georgia annotated, okay, and you look in the traffic section that deals with residency, it's in the traffic area of the uh, of the code, and there's two paragraphs there with the traditional residency, been in the state longer than 30 days or whatever. And then there's one sentence underneath those two paragraphs, and it says the term resident is a rebuttable presumption. There it is right there. All you have to do is rebut it. Does that help? Right. William, does that help? I must have lost him. Okay, well, he'll come right. back in. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, thank you, Roger. And you're rebutting it officially with the Secretary of State of the U.S. with the affidavit, and that's why you want to put it on file locally with those guys. And, you know, you could even take, if you guys in Georgia are find it in your own codes, and you could pull it right out of their own code and put it in your cover letter. According to the official code of Georgia annotated section, wada, wada, yada, the term residence, a rebuttable presumption. Please find the enclosed affidavit now on file with the Secretary of State rebutting that presumption. Bam, they're done. They can't do anything. Yeah, I'm going to have to do that, and... You know, I, I, I sent my uh, weaponizing to uh, Chris Carr, the uh, attorney general here. Yeah. And he's the only one I haven't. He's the only one I haven't got back the uh, receipt of. Uh, you know, the green card. Right. Uh, return receipt. Right. Yeah. So I had to put. I had to put the post office uh, to investigate why. You know why they haven't. You know got it or okay. set it back hey, right get that too right well you know but yeah. back to the law yeah, so once like you when you up. when you put it in the mail it's considered received whether you get that green card back or not but i understand people want to get that back uh let's see john are we we got john and kathy with us yet last week we talked over them and i you know they're about 20 minutes or more and they came in oh we're here so uh, hopefully John will show up here this morning. Um, if not, we'll continue on doing what we do. Uh, who else had something to add? Me. What, Paul? Jump in. Hey, Roger. Oh, well, well, well. All right, hold on. Let's, Paul, back burner. Who, yes. Yes, go ahead. Hello. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, Wayne in Georgia. Oh, hey, Wayne. Um, I'm new, fairly new. I've been listening for a few weeks. Uh, I sent my uh, affidavit in uh, in last month on the sixth of September, and we sent it in cold. And now we're doing the um, passport. The passport app. Yep. Good. Now there's a question on there, or uh, a box on there, under who I'm married to. Now my wife and I both have sent in our affidavits cold. It's asking me if my wife is a citizen. So hmm, I'd say no. I, Okay, that's what I wanted to go for. I'd say no. One of the few times. That's the only, they never, notice they never ask you, Wayne, what you are. But they will right. ask what yeah, your parents are and what your wife is if you're married. 
So right. because you've submitted that already cold, you could put no, and that'd be great. And beg them, beg them to come back and give you some problems over it. Oh, yeah, I, I guess so. I, I don't know. I'm kind of busy with work. I'm really not looking for more work. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. Appreciate you on board. How'd you find but, us, Wayne? Uh, PSP. Oh, did you? I've been, uh, yeah, I've been a uh, listener there since almost since they began. Okay, good. So, yeah, I listen to Roger all the time. And, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Thumper? Thumper. Yeah. Yep. This is a thumper all the time. I know sometimes he gets on my nerves, and sometimes he doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I got to shake my head at thumper sometimes myself, so I can appreciate that. You know he he's on he's off at this squadron reunion this week, so I'm going to get the show Tuesday, and I got to get with Brent and see if he'll stick around, and we can do another two hours there in that thumper slot Sunday. The, those kind of shows with Brent are real good. Yes, uh, matter of fact, we've been listening to Brent quite often. Uh, my wife and I both, she doesn't really have an interest in listening to Thumper too much. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. I just I enjoy everything you're doing, and I really greatly appreciate it. Okay, great, Wayne. We're glad to have you on board. Uh, Brent is going to be on, uh, and I don't know when yet, but he's in the process of getting scheduled on Caravan to Midnight now. Oh, great. I'm so glad you guys are friends. You know, it's Brent you know. and I, it's so funny, that whole story, and we've been doing shows so many years together, and it just was, it's through Larry Beecraft that our paths crossed, you know, and so I had him on the show, and I wanted him to be able to take his expertise on the common law and do a show with John Benson. John Benson was still alive, but he was in real bad health, and that never happened. And so Brent and I just have always had instant chemistry from the very first show we ever did. And even though we've never met, we've become pretty good friends, and I really enjoy. You know, as I like to say, it's pretty damn difficult to do a bad show with, when you're doing a show with Brent Winters. Okay. Right. So, anyway, thanks, Wayne, for checking in. I'm glad to know you're out there, okay? Certainly. Glad to know you're there, too. What, what part of Georgia are you in? I'm in Noonan, Georgia. Oh, are you? Okay, down south. Yep. All right. The only, of, the only town Sherman didn't burn. Well, uh, Mon, is it Mon, Monroe or Monticello? There's a, there's a town over on the east side going to Augusta off 20 that Sherman's roommate at West Point was from that town. I want to say it's Monticello. And they totally bypassed Monticello, and that's one of the only places you can find some of those old majestic plantation houses in the state anymore. But okay. Noonan, okay. Noonan, of course, is uh, – who's Noonan's famous son, you know? Oh, Alan Jackson. Absolutely. Alan Jackson's from Noonan, Georgia. Yep. Way yep. down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than the Hoochie Coochie. <laughs> so, Say Roger. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, go ahead. Now, Paul, I'm going to get to you in a second. Go ahead. Uh, this Mark Spark. Uh, concerning the uh, firearms thing that came up earlier with Mike not getting a response from the uh, BATF, whatever, uh, uh so in, in in so I'm going to back up a little bit. So our relationship as a national to the Secretary of State of the United States uh, is our relationship with the Attorney General of our state 
uh, it's kind of representative to us to, to the Secretary of State of the United States. Yeah, so let me is give there, you a, let there, me let me give you an example of uh, another way to look at this. Okay, when John and Glenn were teaching, one of the guys from Nebraska wrote to the Secretary of State of Nebraska and said, "This is still on the web. You can find it." I said it popped up a couple of years ago. Um, he said, could you please write me a letter saying I'm a, a Nebraska state citizen? Because we knew about the state citizenship. It's, uh, it is replete in all those old cases. Okay? It's, it, it, a lot of cases dealt with state citizenship. You slaughterhouse on. Okay? And even before that, of course. But anyway, the Secretary of State uh, of Nebraska sent them back a beautiful letter. And the copy that's online, you can't get the impression of because it doesn't copy gold well. It copies gold as black in a copy. But, man, this letter was beautiful. The letterhead, and it had gold embossing on it, and it came down in ribbons along the side of the page. And it was, they had the Nebraska State seal up there. It was really lovely. And and they go, well, it's so-and-so is a practice proud nebraska state citizen well hell we want all of us wanted one of those you know when they started waving it around and so i wrote i'm sure some of the other guys did too but i know my my experience uh i wrote the secretary of state of the state of florida and said could you please send me a letter saying i'm a floridian state citizen florida state citizen and he wrote me back and said sorry buddy i can't do that for you the Secretary of State of the United States has all final authority over all matters concerning citizenship. So there are political subdivisions. Does that answer your question? Yes, I understand. And and on that note, with Mike, uh, and Mike's in Alabama, is that right? Yes, Birmingham. Okay. Okay, so and this has come up with like with what Missouri's doing with the with the Second Amendment and you know, uh setting a boundary uh, and and a limit with the federalities coming into the state and and, and trying to you know uh, go at the citizens of the state. Uh, so I would I would wonder if uh, so. In other words, the the attorney general who uh, is now running for governor, I believe, or senate. No, he's running for senate. Uh, Eric Eric Schmidt. He's uh, he's for the Second Amendment, and uh, so. I would encourage Mike to correlate with his communication with the ATF the, and with the non-response of the ATF. I would correlate with the Attorney General of Alabama to see, you know, at least copy the Attorney General of Alabama and see if, you know, if there's no response, it's like, can could he appeal to the Attorney General of the state to say, look, why is the ATF not responding to my right to bear arms and, and the detail of that? You know, I, I doubt if you're going to get his attention on that, uh, but. Uh, he won't. I've even tried to get his attention on his Facebook page. He won't respond to me. Uh, I have to do what, what Texas is doing, telling the federal government that uh, you have no authority within the state for firearms. Uh, Montana did that too. In fact, I know the guy that was in the legislature that passed that law up there years ago. And the law that he passed was anything manufactured and sold within the state of Montana excludes the BATF. And they just about went nuts. Okay. They, yeah, they literally ran him out of office the next term and, and went a long way to ruining his life actually for doing that. Roger. Yep. Yes, Samuel. 
I say I say this a jest, but not completely. Uh, what if you filled out a death certificate for you, the citizen, and a birth certificate for you, the national? Well, that's basically what John Smith's doing over there in Scot in Scotland with a common law birth certificate. They don't have the advantage that we have of having a clear-cut 14th Amendment and two statuses. They're hiding this in all those other Commonwealth countries, and I believe what John Smith's doing over there, uh, and I don't agree with some of the other stuff he's got evidently on his website about admiralty law and all that stuff, but I believe the successes that he's had with a common law birth certificate is rebutting the presumption. I think that's where the where it hinges with him and his activity is when you put this common law birth certificate out there, it again rebuts the presumption that this other birth certificate, the official one that is being used as a warehouse receipt, is rebutted. I think that's why it works, but I don't know. You know, it's not wow. Ballywick. That's interesting. But but I get so many questions from all over the world, man. It's incredible. People in, in New Zealand, Australia, Canada, England, Belgium, all over the world, man. So how can we do what you're doing? And I always point them to John Smith because that's the only other option I know. What about so, the death side of it? What about the, the what side? The death side? Yes. Well, I mean, it would be symbolic, not actual. Okay. You know, really. Paul, you were trying so, to right. say something a minute ago. Hold on. I don't want to marginalize <laughs> poor Paul. Paul. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I know. Um, I hope you had forgot well, what you were going to say. <laughs> uh, well, in answer to Samuel, uh, the legal fiction is dead already. So the death certificate, I, I think, would be. I, when you uh, when you file that affidavit, of- now don't forget, you could go back in and change if you wanted to. Right. My understanding, these things are equivalent, and it's your choice. If you all of a sudden get tired of being free and you want to go back and be a slave, and you can just go and send, please, I want to be a citizen of the United States, and you could send it to the Secretary of State, and I'm sure they'd change you right over and give you a couple. They got a few extra sets of shackles up there. They'd probably give you two or three <laughs> sets. Yeah, probably. And And with respect to the real ID, the only real ID I'm interested in getting is a passport because uh, their curiosity and peace of mind does not trump my right to privacy. And I will stand on my word. They ask me who I am. I'll tell them who I am. I don't need to prove it because I stand on my word. And if they can't respect that, uh, that's not my problem. Well, and hopefully. The, the state like you you said it a minute ago the state is a subchapter of the federal corporation yeah, and that's political. why the state is re, is relying on or requiring the pass or the the federal id so uh, we're above the state we're above the federal government we're above the state government state of whatever we owe our allegiance to a higher power Yes, like uh, like uh, Nathan's hot dogs, right? You know, I want. You know what? I want an ID that's got an icon of Yosemite Sam with his six guns ablazing. <laughs> You're gonna have to custom make that one on your computer stuff. But I would highly encourage everybody. 
unless it's just some you know stringent financial situation certainly people are in that these days uh but i'd encourage everybody to at least acquire a passport card I, I I sort of bring this stuff up as a as a, again as a concept more than a reality. But like if a police officer asks you for ID and you show him ID, you could then say, "Well, which one of me are you looking for?" Exactly. Good. Well, you know, Good it, it's early. It, it, you, we were talking about Brent earlier, and I'm, I've mentioned it before. Some of you have been around, Lisa. You probably remember these days. Murr too. But, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many years we had to hammer on Brent Winters to get this across to him. And Brent's problem was that, you know, it's kind of a stubborn thing. Well, I was born free with God-given rights. Well, yeah, you were, but you were tricked out of them, you know. And I used to tell Brent, I said, you got to – I remember one incident. I said, you got to learn how they think. And he goes, but I don't want to think like them. And I said, you don't have to think like them, but you have to know how they think. And if you don't know how they think, you remember those days, Lisa? Yeah, and I always related to his because it's all based on fraud. They're committing fraud. I'm not not recognizing their fraud, Roger. Well, you did the whole time in your life when you answered those two questions, yes. So you got to undo that. But if you don't understand how they think, you can't. It's much more difficult to get your arms around this. That's the problem with David Strait and Anna Von Wrights and these other people. They don't they like the best example was Ralph Winterout. Ralph Winterout could not think like they do. Okay. I mean, the, the classic example, Chuck Ward, our buddy Chuck, had a relationship with Ralph. He was trying to get this information across to him. Ralph, with his narrow thinking and his inability to think like they do, goes and runs Title 26 CFR on LexisNexis and comes back to Chuck and says the word national is not in there. <laughs> okay? No, it's not. It's relabeled as a non-resident alien. But Ralph couldn't think like that, so he could not see it. You got to do Sun Tzu here. You got to be able to know your enemy. You got to know yourself, and you got to know your enemy, and then you got a chance at winning a battle. If either one of those ingredients aren't there, you got 50% chance of winning a battle. If neither of them are there, you got no chance of winning any battle, according to Sun Tzu. Speaking of battles, uh, you you had mentioned earlier customary uh, that if something is customary, custom and usage, custom, custom and usage is the term. Custom and usage, okay. Well, with specifically with respect to the Fourteenth Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment uh, fraudulently labeled everybody as slaves. Now, fraud. No, no, only no, 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 fraud no, when no, it's detected. It, it didn't. It only originally identified the blacks as a federal citizen. The slavery part was hidden underneath. And they didn't okay, pull the tra- string on that for 90 years later when Brown versus Board of Education was decided and they made both statuses equal. That's when they overcame Jim Crow, when they made both statuses equal in 54. And then they don't ask you one side of the question. There's there's the first level of fraud right there. They don't say, are you a United States citizen of the United States or a national? They just ask you the leading question, are you a citizen of the United States? So that's lack of full disclosure right there. That's the first layer of fraud. Okay, right. And then that opens up all the others underneath. 
Right. And because, and because it's predicated on fraud, uh, it becomes fraud when it's discovered. That's correct. It vitiates any contract ab initio back to when they stuck you in this condition at birth. Right. So they can't use custom and usage because it's based on fraud. Well, I mean, that's right, but you're not going to get very far in any courtroom setting with that. Because there's 150-plus years of court cases that all say the opposite of you that validated it. See, the fraud didn't come in until 54. But those cases are fraudulent as well. Yeah. Uh, Custom and usage, man. If you ever try it, that's exactly what they're going to hit you with, I promise you. They just like standing. They pull it out of their back pocket. It's an ace card in the hole, and they throw it right down there in front of you and take the hand. Yeah, okay. it's like the CIA calling national security. That's why you this is. You see, this is why what this does is it preempts all that crap, and it makes them have to. If they're going to come after you, they got to bring this out into some sort of a public forum. They're scared to death of this. They're not going to do that. Yeah, I wonder if John and Kathy are connected yet. Well, I don't know. I was going to ask for them a minute ago. John, you and Kathy show up yet? Okay, boy, it's hard to get with those folks. Okay, well, I'll, oh, there's somebody talking like sounds like they're in China. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Barely. Anna. Oh, uh, hold on. Is that better? Little, not much. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll speak up. Um, I, I, wa- I had a question about the passport. I'm filing for uh, my renewal today, and I just want to make sure that my um, cover letter is... Well, you, don't, you don't need it. You don't need a cover letter for the passport application. Just put the affidavit in the package. Okay. Do I need to change the verbiage of the affidavit in any way? Well, I don't think so. Okay. No, that's fine. Um, I just wanted to make sure that's that a, I wasn't. That's a. Co- have you already submitted one without a passport application, Anna? Yes, last month. Okay. Well, go ahead and just stick it in the package and run it into them. You'll be fine. Okay, great. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome, sweetie. Say, Roger. Yes, sir. There's Mark. Yeah. Back to what you guys were just talking about. You can't reason with treason. Boy, that's good. (laughs) You can't reason with treason. Uh, So, uh, you know, and the other thing I want to bring up is back to the deal about you know, this has to do with theology of in our in our country. You know, the religious teachers have been teaching so and this is what i've come up with on that and that is to contemplate evil doesn't mean you become evil and that's a big block to them of of, of comprehending their level of trickery i mean they will stop at nothing to trick 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 they're just all they do that's where their power is and 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 that's why we know my sense of it is that i know that they're it's wired in it's wired in from the factory. Their DNA. They're evil. They've got evil seeds, and they just can't help themselves. You know, Mark. And there's yeah. a. I heard a guy on the SGT report talking about this. Who is funny? He was an atheist, and he started investigating all this stuff. Now he's a real confirmed Christian. Okay, but one of the things they talked about, and he said, "I've looked into this, and it's it, it has captured my way of thinking." Is that these people are the descendants of the Nephilim? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but let's deal with Mark, and I'll get to you in a second. Go ahead, Mark. Okay, now one other thing I want to bring up. This John Smith, 
uh, with uh, the the birth certificate thing. Uh, did, did, is there a reference on like a website or a commonlawcourt.com? Okay, commonlawcourt.com. He also, now, if you're listening internationally and this tickles you, he also, a while back, did an interview with David Icke, which you can probably go on to David Icke's site or wherever he uh, puts stuff and find it. Okay. But okay. I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I've never heard the guy, but I know what Paul told me. Paul spoke with him personally. That's how I found out about him. Okay. And he said, Roger, his Scottish brogue is so heavy that I had a hard time understanding him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, the, on, and on this note, for those who, you know, I was adopted, okay? And uh, what I've looked at is even changing my name, okay? And and, and, and I know, I know uh, theoretically and uh, philosophically, I'm, I'm reclaimed, I'm, I'm, by changing my name, uh, that's more philosophical, but but for real, I want my ti- I want my title to my property back. When I was adopted, I was it, it basically it was a setup. Okay, I was I was a, I was really I. This is why I get your stuff more, maybe more than some. That I was a subject to that adoptive father. I was subject to. Okay, and then and then how he how what happened after the destruction of that family how he responded to me and he didn't respond he 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 dissed me because i was just i was just a cover for his agenda cuz he happened to been a he happened to been a, a pedophile molesting my sister okay and he was and i'm telling you it's inc- they're incredibly stealthful they're oh, i yeah. mean and and, and and the common folk around us which were many of were christians that well, he wouldn't do such a thing hey he all like that because he was very, 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 very successful. He had all this stuff. Okay, but uh, this is not for me. This is this is this has happened to a lot of people. Uh, not just me. I'm not alone, and I wish I was alone because I don't. I don't want it to happen to my countrymen. When my when that happened to my family in the '80s, in the early '80s, I was traumatized and and, and, and devastated, and and I, I was like I. And, and the common folk couldn't relate to this. It could, well, good luck, you know, and they couldn't right. relate because it wasn't happening to them. Right. But not that it wasn't happening somewhere in our nation. Yeah. So, so me reclaiming title to my property because I mean, pro, you, you said property can't own property, but I, I. So if I reclaim my status, then I I reclaim my property of me. Right. You, so you the, ti- God, the title let, of that you, is you let God own ahead. you. You let God own you instead of the state. Right. So, so the title to that to to my property is my birth certificate. Is that is that is that how we can equate this? I mean, relate correlate this. Our, uh, our birth certificate is our title to our property to us. Well, that's how they're using it, you know, in a yeah. surreptitious manner. Um, okay. So, but you've so done they, that they, with the affidavit. Is you've negated that? Okay. Right, okay. but then but then cha- then it comes up the the idea of Hold changing on, my name and that changing changing my name. Know, I don't know anything yeah. about that. I don't know anything about okay. that. Okay, all right, okay, Bob. All right, was that Bob? Roger. Yeah, oh, there's somebody. Yeah, who is that? Bobby Al- Roger. Yes. Yeah, I, I can. Who it's is it? John Kathy. Oh, it's John. Okay, John doesn't sound like you. All right. Well, we've been hailing you for we've been a few trying minutes. Trying to get on for half hour. Try, uh, why couldn't you get We've on? We've been trying to get on for half hour. What, what, what was the problem? I don't know. I kept, uh, you couldn't hear me, apparently. 
Are you uh, on the cell phone? No Are you on the cell phone or the computer? Yes. No, we're on cell phones. Okay. All right. Might be better to That's try no the way computer. We connect. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Glad you're here. Well, you know, technology and Microsoft. <laughs> we we know really we, uh, we we know about all that stuff. So uh, welcome. Yeah. Finally, glad you got on. Hi, Kathy. Thank you. Okay, Buendia. Uh, y'all, y'all are sounding, yeah, you're warbly, though, a bit. It's not a real good connection. Oh, wow. warbly. Uh-oh. Okay. So, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why. She sounds pretty clear here. Okay, I don't either. You're, anyway, warb, you're, warb, um, you're more warbly than she is, I think, John. Anyway, how you guys oh, yeah. doing? Okay. What well, we do just We're doing do the okay. best we can. Yeah, you know? you. Around here, we just do the best we can. Mur has something to say. What, Mur? I just said they sound pretty clear to me. Okay, well, and you, you are good. Yeah, and it's star six to unmute on your phone. I think. Are you on the Are you on the Jitsi app or are you calling in, John? No, we're calling in on the phone. Jitsi. Ah, that's why. Okay, we'll get you to load the Jitsi app on your cell phone. That'll take care of this. Okay, I'll try that. Um, anyway, uh, you're doing great. Uh, let everybody know that you... What is all that noise? I don't know, man. Somebody's constantly fidgeting, and it sounds like you're moving stuff around on their desk, or... Well, it's um, gone now. It's, it's just, people, uh, you know, people accidentally leave the, the mute open and all that stuff. You just got to deal with it. Yeah. Anyway, you are uh, you are in the top twenty representatives of uh, Price for the month of September. Okay, well, congratulations. Good. Well, I mean, it's the platform. You know, <laughs> I got access to a lot of folks and a lot of people. I got aches and pains and want to get rid of them. Right. Right. Well, I do have one request for people calling in to look at it when they when they use the link and they put their name and email and um, phone number in and they confirm that. When they go to uh, place an order and the uh, screen comes up and it asks them to put in the amount, there's a section there that says remarks, and you need to put your name in there. If you don't put your name in there, then when the money comes in, there's no way to attach it to your order. We have to call you and reach you and have you submit the copy of the receipt that you got with the can numbers can, on it so i can go in and match it up can you guys get back to these guys that set this site up and get them to correct that rather than us trying to correct it with people that are going through the process and Roger, can't, don't hear this already it's already in the works this, this thing has exploded on them they're making changes they have made changes this is so much better than what we had before it's amazing uh, a lot of people just put their name in the remarks and it just works just fine i can find them uh but if they don't, then I have to call them, try to reach them. And I have a stack of people here that I've called and called and called, and they're just not responding. And uh, they paid their money, but I can't tie them in until I get their receipt number. As soon as I get that, I can connect them and put them in. So that's the only hiccup that we're having right there. Uh, the other thing is is that we're not tech support. Uh, customer service is, is that we provide a, a lot of information, and we have websites that can provide a lot of answers. But they're constantly calling you, it looks like, and you shouldn't be calling Roger. Well, they're if not calling me anymore, question, but they, they send me emails, you know. So Yeah, 
Well, we, they should send the email to towncrier at usa.com. We set up a special email just for Robert uh, Rogers' account. It's towncrier at usa.com. If you're going to give that out, you got to give the spelling out. It's different. T-O-W-N-C-R-Y-R. I'd rather you just send it. We're throwing too much at too many people. Keep it as simple as possible. This is already getting complex where it shouldn't, you know. So, oh, Roger, you're saying what the hell is going on with all these people? I mean, uh, you know, because they're interrupting your business and you don't have any answers for them, and then you got to send it to me. Well, uh, we set up a web, uh, an email for you and us. That's correct, and that is sending it directly to you for t- towncryerusa.com. Okay. I don't see t- the, how t- difficult T O W N C R Y R. It's just something else for somebody to remember, you know, or write down or try and be cognizant of. It's just. I'll be glad when they streamline the procedures a little bit and get it a little smoother. Right. But they're Asians. And because they're Asians, uh, some of the things that they put in there, like Scavola says, uh, they, they don't have any problem with the Asians because they understand it differently. They just haven't adapted to the Western. Well, it's like when we were dealing with and, carrot bars. You're dealing with Germans. They think different. Yeah, yeah. But they're moving on. And it's pretty fast. You realize the United States is absolutely leading company in production. Uh, the highest earner in the company already is Rachel Lee. She's down in Australia. And she's created a fabulous tech support uh, help, help yourself website. And so we've been referring everybody down to that website to make sure they can get their questions answered easily in video form. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if they can't find their answer there, then we can back them up. But we want to take calls with people. We always put out our number. We send them a yeah. local letter. Yep. And it's got our, my direct phone number on there, so I don't have any problem taking calls and stuff. Right. Okay, uh, about that uh, about that welcome letter, if you have not received a welcome letter from us, we have not been able to process you. You're probably one of the little handful that we have yeah, see, left that we uh, For the audience, this, the, 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 using this marketing site, and it's the only way I could offer this to you guys, okay, honestly, because I just can't take the onslaught of all this stuff. So on the marketing site, there's three pages, and the confusion seems to be when they go to the third page to order, and it says something about you want to open a PayPal account, and some people are very adverse to PayPal, okay, and so they don't realize that when they fill that third page out, an email gets sent, and John and Kathy have to take that information and run the order through PayPal. It's not using your PayPal. PayPal account, you're not going to have to open one. That's the vehicle they have to use right now to run the charge. Is that correct? It's the way I understand it. Yeah, but it doesn't. It only does that for people that have a PayPal account. The ones that don't have a PayPal account, what happens is they just fill out the credit card form normally, and at the bottom, there's a big button, a slider button that says to create a PayPal account. You just turn that off. And it goes right through on the charge. Okay. The thing is, is that we don't have a, we don't have a name on the on the deposit of the money. It comes right. in with a PayPal receipt, and if they didn't put their name on the remark section, then we have to call them and find out about it. And uh, that's no problem, but we do need a return call. <laughs> and and Kathy's right. If you didn't get a welcome letter and you made an order, that's the problem. I can't match you up with the money. Now, most people, now, some people are putting other things in there that are kind of interesting. 
Don't uh, they have to put their name? Visit. Don't they have to put their name when they fill in the credit card information? Yes, and that goes to PayPal and comes in on the uh, PayPal receipt that they receive. But when they place the order, um, if they have to right there at the beginning when they do it. They need to put their name in the remarks section. That's all. That matches it up. Okay. When I get their PayPal receipt, I have to match it up. If they didn't put their name in there, I have to match it up with the uh, receipt numbers that we get from from PayPal. I'm sorry for the confusion, folks. This is just the way it's set up, and we got to work with it this way. No, I'm not apologizing. For no, this. I, not I am. I am. I'm apologizing to the well, audience. It doesn't help you, Raj. Well, I'm what? sorry. I got it. I there. We've been able to help so many people with this. It's just mind blowing. Uh, there is a little, you know, little uh, bit of stuff that we just have to bring up because we're seeing so many people um, make the same mistake. But especially in that remark button, we just need to have a name because we've got like we we've been processing for two weeks. It's just Don and myself, so if we're too slow. I apologize for that, um, but <laughs> we, uh, we've been working from sunup to sundown to try to get all of you uh, to get, you know, to get your orders processed. So bear with us. We're going through a little growing pain, and uh, once you get that welcome letter from Don and I and Roger from Town Crier, uh, then you know you're in the system. Uh, and then at that point, uh, you will get a... Uh, email from the the uh, the warehouse that's shipping your product out, giving you a tracking number. And uh, a lot of people are thinking it's just going to be two days. It can be uh, a week, ten days, depending on how busy these things are. Selling like hotcakes, so we just can't keep them. You, you know, uh, we we can't guarantee you uh, it's going to be in two days or five days or whatever because we just don't know. Uh, yep. We go to the stockists that have them on hand, and we always look for every order to see uh, which stockist is the closest to your neighborhood and uh, if they've got product on hand. So, and they doubled, doubled the number of stockists already just to keep up with the demand. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. But they do use the remark section. Uh, one of them puts the word order in there, and some people put in one classic, and some people looking forward. Some people say thank you. Some people say okay. Some people say I want to know more about this business, but they don't put their name in there. <laughs> Was there any instructions for them to put their name in there? It just no, says it remarks. Just says marks. Okay. Well, I can understand yeah. why people aren't putting their name in there. Yeah. And the majority of people says, John Scamella said they're trying to get them to uh, change that form, but in the meantime. We need to know, uh, you know, a couple things like that. Okay, so if you're listening, if you're listening and you've placed an order and you haven't got it yet, that probably is the problem. Uh, you, you sounds like you've received at least a call from John and Kathy. Please return the call and we'll get it straightened out. Yeah. Now we have some people that'll hold on. Hold on. Was that Shane? Was that you? Yes. Congratulations. On what, Shane? <laughs> on becoming the number one 
I'm not the number one. It's you guys that have done it. It's this platform and the fact that we can reach a bunch of people who've got aches and pains and ailments they want taken care of. Okay, so it's not me. It's the platform. All right. So I appreciate that, though. Thank you, Shane. Go on, John and Kathy. Well, let me I'll, I'll let me uh, add, let me add this in here because I've had another personal experience with this. I had a pretty crap, you know, one oh, of those, well, you know, one of those Monday Monday can't trust those days. Well, I had one of those yesterday. Yeah. Okay, from the minute I got out of bed till late in the afternoon, it was just one plague after another. All right, so I get done with the show, and uh, and I'm doing trying to do something, and I kick a chair. It, with my left foot, which is the one that had that accident on it, that I, has been I right. was Sunday. Man, I was walking. I went out Sunday between shows, you know, and and went down, got some lunch and stuff. And I was going, man, my foot and knees. I hadn't they hadn't felt this good, and I can't remember when, you know. And so then yesterday, I kicked this stupid chair with the part of my foot which wasn't damaged okay and boy it hurt like hell those three little toes on your left foot little toe and the two other ones yeah and and i and and i was trying to get out and do something and so i didn't use the blower on it immediately which i should have okay but and i'm hobbling around the mall and i can't walk very good now it's got my foot messed up and my knee too okay so I'm I'm complaining about that and thinking what a terrible Monday it is. And so finally I get home and I start using the wand on it and sat down and used it for, you know, a few minutes there. And then I used it inter- intermittently last night. It's all gone today. A little twinge wow. of it this morning on the end of a couple of those toes. And I used it before the show and it's it's gone now. Okay. So and I mean it's pretty it was a pretty it was one of those ones where you think you broke your toe you know that kind of a hit and yeah, very yeah. painful uh, that sounds like my day yeah yeah yesterday yeah. you had a monday my day monday was, too um, <laughs> i think yeah i did i threw my back out and uh oh my gosh it hurt so bad and i had to go to the doctor which is uh, an hour each way uh, a little over an hour drive and you're sitting in that car and you can't move you know and um my legs started pooling up with water from my kidneys and, and not getting circulation. And so then I got home and I'm suffering more. I'm going for the Tylenol, you know, and it's like, what am I doing? So I grabbed the one and uh, did my lower back. And uh, within minutes, within minutes, it was uh, gone. The pain was gone. It's like, why didn't I think of that to begin with? See, I have them. I have a one sitting here. And uh, sometimes you just forget to to use it, you know. True. <laughs> and it's like so. So then my legs felt better, and my my hip was. I felt it pop. It released it, you know, because um, my back was stuck. It was jammed, so it just released that. And oh, what a relief! But yeah, uh, what a what a day of it, huh? Yeah, I'm and, so thankful for this little one. I, this little thing. I mean it. it it is really uh, it's very effective with a lot of people occasionally we hear i got an email from somebody saying they're glad to see us promoting it and they had purchased one and they can't get anybody they know interested in it and neither one of them seemed to have had any real progress i forgot what her problem was uh but uh but his problem was blind congenital blindness 
you know, and if it's something congenital, there's a good chance this is not going to be able to help them, okay, because they're born with yeah. whatever the problem is. But I referred them to you guys, John, and 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 uh, okay. uh, and then I just I said that the one thing at the end I said, are you drinking the water? Are you charging the water? Okay. Because that evidently is a real important aspect of this. When you get your machine, start charging water and drinking charged water. So I've had tremendous success with it. I'd fight you if you tried yeah. to come get it from me. Yeah. Now, now people, uh, we've had uh, one fellow complaining because we didn't answer him right away. Uh, but I'm telling you, we're working from sun up to sun down. Uh, just getting all your people in and getting them going. So bear with us. Uh, we might not answer you immediately, but you are on our list to call. <laughs> so be, be a little sweet. I have, I have to do all the typing, and which was what Kathy used to do, but she can't do it anymore. So I have to do it. So I'm a, I'm a finger picker. So, yeah. you know, it, it takes a minute. And I make mistakes. So then I have to correct them. That, that takes John, time. John, have you never? But when I was at the meeting, have you never sat down and taught yourself to type yet? I took three typing classes to learn how to type, and I just couldn't get it. Really? Okay. So I, I still just I'm I'm getting better, but it's it's still not like a typist. It's keeping. The other thing is, is that my uh, my eyes are not what they are, and I have to keep looking down to the letters and changing the focus and lifting up my bifocals, and you know, it's yep. it's a process for me. Yeah, okay. But you know what? He's got a nice system. We've got the nice foundations that we've set up for you, and uh, he's done a bang up job. He just really has. So uh, just just be a little patient with us. Uh, if we don't answer you within five minutes, don't freak out. <laughs> and go well, to you the know, telegram. It's, an, get, it's, get in. it's an instant gratification society, Kathy. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, yeah, it really is. But then don't go to our group bad mouth and oh, they won't call me back. You know, because that's not true. Uh, we're we're peddling like, like ducks on water over here, trying to get with everybody. So, and we got uh, caught up, except for that little handful of people that. Uh, we can't match up until we get their receipts. So if you haven't got a welcome letter from us, then you need to contact us. And that's at that town crier, T-O-W-N-C-R-Y-R, at USA. No, dot com. USA desk, town crier, T-O-W-N-C-R-Y-R, at USA dot com. You know, yeah. maybe you can have that added up there to that corner where yeah, you're. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, that might not be bad, Paul. We'll see if we can't put that address up in the uh, up in the Itera box for anybody with problems. Okay. Contact, boom, and put that up there. And then, yeah, I'll put it up in there. In the meantime, thank you, thank you, Paul. In the meantime, while you're waiting for us to call you back, uh, you can go to our Telegram group, and that's up there in that right hand corner right, too. Right. All you do is click on it, and it'll bring you in. And most all the questions you're going to ask us are already in there. You just have to listen to, uh, you know, just, just uh, do some reading, and I'm sure you'll find the answer to your questions. Most people want to know how long, how long, how long is it going to be before I get it? We're so excited. And we can't give you that answer. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, a, a, a week to 10 days is what I'm saying. But they've been getting them out fairly, fairly quickly. 
uh, a lot of your people are already getting them and uh, that's exciting because you just started this two weeks ago so they've got them in their hands and they're playing with them and seeing their dis-easements their discomforts go away so at one point we're going to have to bring them all on and see what uh, see what's been going on with them how how they like it and what it's doing for them That'll be please, please write your testimonies in that group. That group is there to tell other people what your experience is. Um, just put it in the group, in the Telegram group. But, but all that whole group there is designed to push information to everybody that's here. So we're constantly looking for testimonials. We're looking for information. We're putting in websites. Uh, you do have to take the time to go through it, but a real fast way to do that is to click on the little three dots in the upper right-hand corner of the page. Uh, at the top of the telegram thing and it opens up group info and then it shows you the number of videos and it shows you the number of files and those are the things that you can click on to get a direct access to all of the detail there are some testimonies in there that are written read those things i mean the only reason we put them in there is because they're spectacular and yeah. uh, it's amazing what what people are telling us now i had experience you know because i go to that meeting up in la every sunday and we had our little firecracker single mom uh, running for Beverly Hills City Council named uh, Sheba Bagheri. And uh, she didn't she didn't win, but she sure had a lot to say at that meeting uh, about what's going on in the L.A. area and, and actually the whole, how it's being affected by the country as a whole. But uh, uh, Jane, uh, our little graphic artist gal who helps us out with stuff, uh, purchased a wand for her mom. Her mom is in a, in a care facility and she has to go over and help her out with problems and and she's even using it for a mom. But her friend Derek was the one I want to talk about. He got one because Jane got one. And he kind of fumbled around with it and didn't know what to do with it very much. Didn't have a lot of complaints himself. But what happened was his wife hurt her knee, hurt her leg. And she was complaining, complaining, and she couldn't sleep at night. <laughs> so he, did, he had an aha moment. Hey, why don't we try the watch? <laughs> So he did it, and he started, uh, you know, doing it around her knee and down around her ankle, stuff like that, and like for about five minutes. And, you know, 80% of the pain evaporated. So he had to report that. He just was so excited when he came to the meeting. He says, hey, it worked. It worked. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens. And the other thing is, is people, it's, there's a delayed response in many ways. This is why you want to drink the water, too. Because you get the charged water working inside your system that you can't reach with the wand. If you've got metal and things like that or prostheses and stuff that you can't affect, um, the water, you know, helps with that process. But you've got to realize the way the body replaces dormant or bad cells. There's a, a time. It's, I think your skin turns over in three months or something like that, three to six months. So I'm even noticing, can, even though I have given my wand to my sister because she lent me her car while my truck is in the shop, I haven't been wanding on my skin, but I, it's still improving. It's still improving. Amazing. Cool. I can't wait to get it back. Um, hey, I just wanted to add one more thing about the Telegram group. Uh, that's for informational purposes only. It's not a chat group. So please uh, direct your questions to that email that uh, yeah, we just gave you, and uh, we'll we'll answer your questions outside of the group. So if if not, we get uh, all these conversations going on, and and nobody can access that information. They have to scroll up and search for it and stuff. So 
Yeah, if you could respect that, just, um, you know, that's just for information only. We'd appreciate that because we can't sit there and babysit that group. We're too busy. <laughs> right. And you do need to learn how to use it. I mean, that's why we put the information out about the websites that have information on how to use it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We can't just give you uh, instructions generally on the phone. We have to put it in writing and we have to put it in videos. And so... Uh, calling us to ask us a question when you haven't even read the welcome letter. Somebody says, well, they couldn't get into the Telegram group. They kept searching and searching for it, and there was the link right in the welcome letter. They didn't read it. I mean, we send you these welcome letters to give you the information that you need and to get started. you got to read them because that's, that's where you get things done, get started. You can even print it off and keep a copy so it doesn't get lost. Yeah. Anyway, we're, John, we're really glad to be able to help people with it. Yeah. I've had the unit now, a couple, this is Samuel, a, a couple of months now, and uh, I don't know if I'm in the exception to the rule, but this thing broke me down before it built me up. So I'm just telling people that to be patient with it, because I went through a lot of, uh, like, especially my back. I'm, I'm relatively good shape, really active, and... And clipping. Samuel, we lost you. He got muted. Okay, well, that's that's correct. And, and there is a Dr. Cochran uh, video who talks just about that. He says, if you're using it and it seems that your problem seems to get worse, he says, don't quit. That's the proof that it's working and that you keep and be persistent and do it and it will, it will, it will gradually go away. That's why these videos are important, you guys. We got and a number a lot of them. Like they say don't do it uh, more than a couple times a day for like an hour to start. And um, yeah, so don't overdo it. You know, the first day you can do it like once in the morning and once in the afternoon, but don't do it for more than an hour. You know, let, no, let, let, it, let it soak into your body. And take a day off each and, week. Uh, you can do what you it, want to. <laughs> it won't yeah. hurt. It won't hurt. Yeah. I mean, they, they were just uh, saying something about it. Somebody in the chat room here says, uh, too, to look for your welcome letter in your spam folder also. Yeah, be sure to check your spam. Yes. Yeah. Your the spam. reason is wow. because there's a lot of links in that letter, and, and sometimes the ISPs or the regional ISPs, you don't even know they're the ones blocking it, but they'll block it because it has links in the letter, and uh, they think it's uh, a marketing letter. Yeah, and I was going to say with Samuel, or what, and even when they were saying about it getting worse before it gets better, are they really drinking enough of the charged water before and after? Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a problem, because even John and I, he was saying eight-ounce glass, and I'm saying no, a pint. So that's two pints before and after or during. Well, almost all of us don't drink enough water. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I mean, we each need Mm -hmm. at least a gallon. That's That's... Only enough for 100 pounds. Wait do you hear about the Seven Waters uh, Wonder Bottle that's coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is amazing technology. It's incredible. Uh, they're just now beginning to offer those. And so we're going to try to pump information out about that Seven Waters thing. 
It's amazing. Now, John, let's go back and touch on something as we're getting towards the end of the show here, and that's the marketing of this. For anybody that does mm-hmm. want to go out and get involved, you're automatically enrolled in the marketing side when you buy one, whether you want to pursue it or not. Okay. But this past the Saturday, yeah. This past Saturday, John Scavola did a conference call on the compensation plan. And it's a binary, you know, two sides, but I guess there's some complexities uh, and some variations on the normal one. And I I haven't had a chance to watch it yet myself, but is that presentation, I know you taped it, John, is that on the uh, Telegram group? I'm sure it is. It is. It is. Absolutely it is. Yes. But if, and he does a beautiful job strategizing so that you're uh you know, you're you're making as much money and getting those uh bonus plans, you know, we have matching bonus and generation bonus and all these bonuses. So he explains those and breaks those down a little bit. I started fooling around with networking in the late 80s, and the very first program I got in on was the 3D camera. Do y'all remember that? I do. I do remember that. And that was a visual, and it it excited people because they could see the results in this 3D photography. And all since then, you know, for the most part, we've been dealing with other stuff. This little unit and this situation that we're in today as a nation and a world and the fact that they've weaponized the medical establishment, you go to a hospital, you might as well check into a morgue uh all the other things that are happening with people this and the fact that this is a networked product it's the only way they could really do this and make it effective it's got to be word of mouth from personal experience like you're hearing all these people's personal Mm -hmm. experiences and that's what really spreads this can you imagine if they'd have taken another tack on marketing this and tried to do it for example with spots on television okay I mean, it doesn't get it across because you're just seeing it. You're going to be skeptical of it, obviously, and you're not getting anything firm like somebody you know telling you about their results with this. It's an absolutely perfect product at a perfect time in a perfect marketing, config- marketing configuration. I don't know that I've ever seen yeah. all of these all of these things come together at one time in something we can all participate in and all benefit from okay so it's a it's a really unique little situation i'm real pleased with it and like i said if you tried to come get mine i'd fight you for it i don't know there are probably not too many of these machines in ecuador okay yeah it works uh for everybody and it works uh, every time uh it just works in a different way depending upon your body your body decides what it's going to work on but if you have specific areas, then you can concentrate the one in that specific area. But you don't want to ignore the overall body. And that's why they talk about, Dr. Cochran talks about doing what they call the chakra. When you hear chakra, think of circuit. It's just like it's your nerve circuit is what it is. It's like spark plugs in your car. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, we got and, less than uh, a minute left here. So anything you need to get across, John, because I'm not going to. Stay on and keep Andy no, we're from done. getting on. We're done. Okay. No, we're done. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks. We get, the, we'll try to make the sound better and okay. better as we go. I, All right. I well, I'll, I'll get with y'all on that. We'll get you connected through the software. It'll be much better. 
Um, so if okay. anybody is listening and you want to access maybe the first time you heard about this, go to thematrixdocs.com. you got to put the the in there. Uh, somebody wrote me an email, I can't get to the Matrix Docs. Well, they're putting matrixdocs.com. So it's got to be the matrix D-O-C-S, docs.com. And up at the Paul's done some adjusting on the site. It looks real good, Paul. And up on the right corner is uh, all of the iTerra information. And we'll have the email put in there for anybody with troubles and you can't connect uh, on getting your order, et cetera. And we'll see if we can't get those situations alleviated. So thank you. Um, at the bottom of that box. Okay. Um, I've well, updated the website. At the bottom of the box, I added important. If you have ordered a unit and not received a welcome letter yet, please check your spam folder okay. and send a note with your name and receipt information to towncrier at usa.com okay. and John and Kathy will uh, help. I, I got to get on.